Now entering Nerdist.com. What's happening, weirdos? A wonderful chat with my new friend, Phil Rosenthal. Phil is the executive producer of Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, an incredible writer. He was also a producer. He was in the uh, movie Exporting Raymond, which is very, very funny. So he's very, very funny in his own right in that. And he's currently on Somebody Somebody Feed Phil, which is on Netflix now. Uh, If it's half as delightful as the man is, it's going to blow your mind. So check that out. No ad for this uh, episode. Just a reminder that I'm doing live Largo shows in Los Angeles, uh, even regardless of when you hear this, usually towards the end of every month on a Thursday or a Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, I am doing stand-up with friends. Drop-ins have been Zach Galifianakis, Judd Apatow, uh, Sarah Silverman. It's always a great show. Please come out to that. It always means a lot to see weirdos there. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. And always the Pete's Picks. Uh, Val and I are currently in San Francisco. I'm about to down some Pete's Picks because <laughs> we're about to go to a stand-up show. The first Pete's Pick, which I take every day, is Alpha Brain. It is a nootropic. It's like fish food for your ideas. It's like a multivitamin for your noggin. It helps me think. It helps me con- concentrate. It helps with memory, focus, communication, all those good things. So anytime I have to do stand-up or a podcast or write a script or meditate or I just want to have funky-ass dreams, anything involving my brain, I take Alpha Brain, two or three Alpha Brain, 15 minutes before. It's not like caffeine. It's not a stimulant. It doesn't keep you up or give you the jitters. It just helps you use your brain with earth-grown ingredients. I love it. I want you to try it. I reached out to them for a code. They said, hell yeah. Go to Onnit, <laughs> O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% off whatever you see there. The other one is by our friends, the Stanley Brothers, who are on this podcast. You guys know this. It's Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil is basically like my little secret weapon for happiness, silliness, it elevates my mood. It helps with anxiety. It helps with stress. helps me feel a little bit looser, a little bit sillier. It's made from hemp, but they take the psychoactive part of the plant out, which is THC. That's what gets you stoned or gets you high. That's also what's illegal and they uh, in some places. <laughs> and they leave the CBD, which is more the medicinal part of the plant. I love it. I love taking it instead of a pharmaceutical or something, uh, some strange chemical that I don't understand. This is an extraction from a plant, and I swear by it. I like the Everyday Advanced. That's what I get. Also, the Everyday Plus is wonderful. Mint chocolate. Those are the ones that are going to be strong enough for you to notice the feeling. Um, anything? What else do I normally say about Charlotte's Web? It's wonderful. Helps with everything. Headaches, anxiety, stress. I love it when we travel. I take a little bit. It doesn't cloud your brain. There's no. It actually helps your brain. It helps you think and be creative, at least me. Uh, so I'll actually take it like I did Conan. I just took a couple drops before Conan just to make me a little sillier. Val is opening some pistachios so quietly. I was trying to be quiet. Just do it. You're doing that. Oh, I know. I did that to be funny. Good choice, pistachios. Ugh. Just exactly what I need. You're into I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so try it. CWHemp.com slash weird. Use promo code Keep It Crispy. You'll get 10% off your purchase. Uh, I just, you know, if those products mean as much to you as they mean to me, you're going to shit your pants. I swear by them. 
So I, I love them. Those are why, that's why they're pizza picks. Um, all right, enjoy the wonderful Phil Rosenthal. Val, do you have anybody you want to, any ads or anything you want to? Zipper, zipper Oh, probably just a zipper curder. <laughs> <laughs> You're all about the stashios tonight. Yep, that's all I can think about. <laughs> okay, Phil Rosenthal, wonderful man. Get into it. Pistachio in face. Get into it. <laughs> Don't say yes. He's eight minutes late. Those are those are minutes. Hi, Phil. Don't be sorry. Please sit down. I'm just breaking. I'm giving you the comedy love you deserve. Thank you. The comedian says, "No, you're not on time." The civilian says, I, I "Not, not K- Katie. You understand what I mean?" I love being here. I know. <laughs> I thought you were going to be at 9:45, so you're early to the second projected time. I gotta go to all the way to San Gabriel Valley for lunch. You want to come? Where are you going? We're going to, a bunch of friends are going to, uh, uh, and food people that I must, uh. Oh, this is, this I is must, your food uh, passion. I must be with them because, you know, the show. You're and filming an episode of I'll Have What Phil's Having today? Not, not there. But they're coming, like the new, I'll tell you on the show, but. Well, but we're recording. The, Go ahead. You're recording It's already? not a trap. We just like getting those first moments. I see. But don't feel like you have should, to turn it on now. I Finish on your phone. I should have passed gas before. <laughs> I, before I entered the room. Passed gas. Hey, do you guys have a coffee machine? I do have. I can go down and get you one. There's a nice place right across the way. I, I got an espresso. I would love just a drip, filtered yeah, drip. Sure. Oh, he's a man of the people. I am. I'm like a regular guy. <laughs> no, just black. I like to, like my men. Um, what? Uh, wait a minute. Oh, I was going to tell you, Chengdu Taste, my favorite. Chengdu Taste? My, the best Chinese restaurant in Los Angeles. Well, there's no good Chinese restaurants in Los Angeles. You've got to go to Monterey You're Park. You're a good Queens boy. I am. You know this. Yeah, you did a, a little homework. Uh, just a smidge. Um, <laughs> just I looked a up speckle. Born in Queens, the <laughs> end. <laughs> Jewish. Everybody loves Really? Raymond. How could you tell? <laughs> let me, let me. Chengdu Taste is in Alhambra. How do you spell Cheng? C H E N G. It's the place. It's in. It's there's a place in China called Chengdu. I'm going to out Jew you right now. Please. I get so dehydrated when I eat Chinese food. You get the puffy hands. You're drinking water the rest of the day. Wow, I've never heard that in my life. Really? MSG sodium? I don't think they. How use Jewish MSG. are you? Be more of a stereotype. <laughs> That's really funny. I never heard of the dehydration. Really? I love it. It's very Jewy. It takes. <laughs> It takes 31 minutes, 31 minutes to go. We're a half hour away. Are you in? Say I you're d- in. I don't know if I can. What else you got? I'm this? meeting I'm meeting my showrunner for to go over music. You know how it is, except on Raymond it was always We had, by the way, make fun of that music. That guy. I wasn't teasing. That guy. I was teasing. I know. That guy. What I'm saying is you didn't have to go through a catalog of indie rock to go like which one it just had a theme song. Absolutely right. right, and those little interstitials. Yeah, interstitials. Which we always go, we always call it beep pop boo. <laughs> but what happened? <laughs> what happened Did somebody get rich uh, off of those interstitials? My favorite interstitial story. Let me digress. I worked on the show Coach. Yes, with Craig and, T. Yes, it was a long time, twenty something years. Craig T is great. He can play evil. Remember in uh, The Devil's Advocate, he plays evil really well. <laughs> he plays the best movie dad ever in The Family Stone. And Have you the, seen The Family Stone and The Incredibles? Oh my god! My favorite is he, Mister Incredible? My favorite Pixar Shut movie. Shut the fuck! It's the best Pixar movie. Today on Wild Tangents. <laughs> no, we can tangent. tangents from tangents. But I'm gifted. I know we're yes. talking about. It. <laughs> you, you agree? My gifted. I'm just saying. I'll remember interstitials. 
The Incredibles is a perfect movie. It is. And it reeks of studio notes, but it doesn't, I think they just did them. You know what I mean? Like everyone's kind of good and the family learns and grows. Like, you know how Pixar does it? In a way that other people but can feel. But it's a perfect movie. That's what I mean. Other people you can feel they're trying to tack yes. on that they learned lessons. Right. And the mom, like, is stretching and everybody yes. comes together. But you get the chills the first time they fight no as a family. There's no slow part. There's no there's bad no, part. no bad part. There's no bad part. Every Disney-esque or Pixar even movie now has this kind of middle section where they're just chasing something. Yeah. And, and that's when Daddy Goes Schluffy. I'm asleep Is for that, that part. Daddy yes. Goes Schluffy. Yes, there's always this, uh, we're just a chase. Why? Yes. we got to fill some time. we got to yes. do things. Keep it active, I guess. Yep. But The Incredibles yep. is incredible. Well, they introduce an undefeatable foe. Even, yes. the, even the heart of him being like unsatisfied, yes. that he feels like he could be doing more, everyone relates to that. And the thing they're parroting, the kind of James Bondy thing. Totally. They do better than James Bond. I know. The woman that gives him his suit. Perfect. I can't believe how great that movie is. It's so I good. I never get tired of that movie. Let's just watch that movie. talk about today on a special <laughs> Nerdist podcast. We're going to just talk about. But you're right. I, we were watching the Fo- the Force Awakens because we were like maybe we'll watch the new Star Wars. So we were watching the last new Star Wars, unless you count Rogue One, which is another one. Did I'm you not, fall asleep? I did. I don't love it. Did you not love it? I fell asleep at the first one. The Force Awakens. No, Star Wars, nineteen seventy-seven. <laughs> well, you were very tired in the seventies. I was 70s. Seven, 17 years old, and we waited online for hours. It was the thing. And then they're, they're fighting at the end. You're seeing, you know, the models flying around. Pew 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 pew. Daddy is You were daddy even when you were I seventeen. Was. It was like the moment in superhero movies that the suits are fighting. Yes. Or the or the models or oh, the CGI like Batman Superman, which I'm guessing you didn't see. The CGI, yeah, the CGI stuff is fighting other their... CGI stuff. Yes. I'm who, out. Who cares is fighting? Who cares? I'm out. This is why I don't like Harry Potter. Anytime they're like pointing yes. wands and going zappity dappity. I'm sorry. Anytime there's magic, magic. or fairies, yeah. or dragons, I'm out. I was I'm excited sorry. about uh, that Netflix movie, Bright, it, just because I I saw the billboards everywhere. I'm seeing that tomorrow night. Did, did you Did you see it? No, but then I watched the preview. I'm not saying it's not – I'm still going to watch it. Yes. Much love to Netflix and our friends over there. We love Netflix. I'm just saying (laughs) – I'm just saying uh, in the – in the like – Trailers don't have cold opens, but in like the first joke of the trailer, he's swatting a fairy out of the air. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know it was magical. I I thought it was a guy with face tattoos, like a weird guy. He's like a demon guy. In, was it was it one of the Lord of the Rings, which to me is interminable? Forgive me, folks. Wow. I'm, I'm sitting in a comic book store, and I'm saying I'm, it's like blaspheme. I'll right? tell you why I like Lord of the Rings after you're done. Okay, but I bet you'll agree. But the <laughs> tell me this isn't the plot mm. of Lord of the Rings. He's fighting. <laughs> and he goes to sleep, and in his dreams, he's fighting. <laughs> then he wakes up, and he's fighting. He goes to sleep. He's fighting. Uh, you're missing one part. Yeah, go ahead. He's in the Shire, and then he's called to fight. Who cares? And then, <laughs> and then, and then, I'm sorry, but doesn't he have magic? Well, he does. Doesn't Gandalf? Is that who it is? Well, yes, you have magic, and he's hanging on Ian McKellen by his fingertips at, at the end, and yeah. uh, you have magic. Only it's when not... he has his staff, though. Who gives a See, shit, you're really? right. See, my problem is, what are the rules of the yes, reality? Once right? you add magic, yeah. 
Which I'm is like, why I don't like Harry Potter. It's like the beebada boop isn't as strong as a shamity sham. And we're just supposed to kind of understand that. Yes. But Gandalf, I do understand when he doesn't have his staff, yes, he doesn't have his magic. Because he, I guess he gets it What's from What's that his, a metaphor for? Wanger. I can very see nice your shorts here is now. bigger than What's mine. What's your name? Katie. Thank you, Kate. Katie, also chosen. Katie, You're surrounded. And I'm Lithuanian, which I think is honorary Jewish. I'm keeping it in the Jewish pool. So you're Lithuanian, but not Jewish. I just mean, yes, but I'm keeping so it. So you might owe me a grandpa or something. <laughs> owe you a grandpa? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, how could I owe you a grandpa? Didn't you help the Nazis? The Lithuanian? Oh, no? how dare you? They, they all, how dare you owe you a it's grandpa? It's a comedy show. <laughs> you owe me a grandpa. I say that to every German I meet. I'm sorry. The way that I understand it, and it's only for first generation Lithuanians, you'd think I'd understand yeah. better, was that they were occupied. They weren't like Lithuanians That's weren't what like the French fighting. <laughs> <laughs> My br- mother's brother fought for Lithuania, like rebelled and went in the woods and was killed by the Nazis. There's a good movie that nobody that? knows about. The the, <laughs> the Lithuanian the Jews freedom that, fighters. The, no, the Jews that hid in the woods. It's called. It's with Daniel Craig. From oh, this James is a Bond. real movie. Yeah, James Bond. We're back uh, to James Bond. J- Daniel Craig played James Bond. He hides in the woods with the <laughs> with the Jews, and they and it was a real thing, and they killed any Nazis that came through. Yeah, I, I like to think I don't know the details. It's a great movie. What's uncle? that movie? People call in, tell us. The it's name. called. It's not James Bond, but he's saving Jews. It's really good, though. Is it? Yeah, you watch that movie. Katie's looking it up. Daniel Craig. <laughs> Uh, how did well, we wait, get there? I know. Yeah, you're telling me why you don't like Lord of the Rings. My favorite mm. interstitial music story in Coach, and then I'm going to get back to the guy who did the interstitial music for our show, for Raymond. I love it. Okay, so and I need it. Interstitial uh, interstitial music is the music that you hear before a commercial, before the show goes to their commercial. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yes, right. Deborah, right. <laughs> <laughs> So the coach theme is right? Yes. And I'm sure there's a sad version of it. That's what I was gonna say. That was my favorite interstitial. Wop 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 It's like when you buy a soundtrack like Jurassic Park, there's na 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 and then there's na 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 like for other parts. Like somebody died. Like somebody died. Defiance. 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 What a good title. Yes, it is a good title, yet we forgot it. So is it effective? <laughs> Shitty title. But <laughs> on one but side. But a good movie. I recommend it, people. So I want to. Oh, interstitial music on our show. Yeah. Written by the th- song, the Everybody Loves Raymond theme song. Mm. I thought I need something that sounds. Because the show on its surface looks like it could be Full House. The show? The, the TV yeah. show, Raymond. Yeah. looks like on the surface, if you don't, if, if you just look at off. the poster, yeah. it, you think guy with his kids, yeah. parents, it yeah. could be Full House, could be some... We don't know. Come, some kinderspiel. Maybe so, he sits on the edge of the bed and teaches lessons. So the, the, the typeface <laughs> and the sound of it should be have a little sophistication so they know there's a brain behind this, right? Uh-huh. Not my brain, but a brain. <laughs> and <laughs> and so the typeface is the New Yorker typeface. OMG, it yes, is. Yes, yes. It's like and, when you find out Winto Green Lifesavers just tastes like root beer. Found that out yesterday. I gotta get that. Smell one. It's root beer. 
Really? Keep going. Wow. But you've just kind of... Today t- on Tangents, <laughs> a plenty. Same part of my brain. When you yes. learn something that you never knew you that you knew, it. but you didn't know. This is the best podcast. Isn't it the best? Already. It's great. Uh, so There are no rules. We make the rules. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yes. You're in a safe place. <laughs> yes. Um, um, and it's the New Yorker typeface and the music. And then the music is... I took from I can't the, think of it. I took... I wanted the sound of the Manhattan soundtrack. Woody Allen Manhattan soundtrack. Uh, so there are a lot of horns and strings? No, there's just kind of a Gershwin-y, piano-y thing. Yes. And I had Rick Marotta, who had done music for other shows that I'd worked on. I know Rick. You do? Oh. <laughs> what fun if I But had. you do know Rick. I do, you don't know I that know you know words. You know his music. I know his, wor- his, his hand he words. He was a session, session drummer for the great, all the greats of the 70s. He played with Steely Dan. Oh, he wow. is the drummer. On Peg. Wow. Yeah, Rick so Marotta. So he's a real thing. So he, he did that sound for us on all the interstitial And music. isn't this back in the day when you could make a, a good living? Didn't they make rules? Yeah. Like I heard the – like uh, Two and a Half Men, your favorite show. Yeah. Um, he goes, men, men, men. And apparently Chuck Lorre, is he the guy? He's the, he's the creator of that show. So Chuck Lorre was just like, just make it men, 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 men. And then he made like another billion dollars. Not billion, but you know what I mean? And then they changed it. That's the story I heard. They were like, we need to change we can't the rules. Pay him anymore. You can't make money every time the Friends song plays. Oh. But those guys did. Friends oh. did. But now you don't. Oh, I Now they know buy that. you out. Is that why Rick is always at my house? Yes, so. he's really hurting right now. Yeah. No, I bet you. I bet Rick made uh, good money from that. He had a great line uh, the other night. We showed uh, the Shape of Water. Have you seen that? No, love the title. Very, very, very good. And after the, the movie, of one of the ladies who was watching said, "I thought the creature was kind of hot," you know. <laughs> and Rick goes, "I have pajamas with fish on them." <laughs> <laughs> to, I put it through context. I I thought The Shape of Water was like a movie about like Zen or something. It's yes. about a monster that kills things. It's an R-rated splash. Really? Mm-hmm. So the woman is evil. No. But the woman is the, a woman. the woman is actually the Tom Hanks character. Oh, so there's a dude who's like a merman. That's right. But a scary merman. At first, yes. So we're splitting him up the fish part and giving him legs. You've seen the poster? No. I've seen the title. The poster suggests that they hook up. Really? It's an R-rated splash, but the Tom Hanks character is a, is a female. And, and oh, the, you don't mean it's kind of like an R-rated splash. You're saying it's an R-rated splash. Yes. <laughs> so like the Aquaman of Justice League. But I am hot I am, ocean man. I am I am uh, not serving the movie well by saying that. It's it's I'm I'm Cause selling it short. It's great. Oh, it's great. It's great. And Guillermo del Toro directed it, and oh. the direction is beautiful, and it's wild, and uh, all the acting is great. Michael yeah. Shannon is the villain. He's yeah. amazing in it. Uh, what's his name? Plays uh, her her friend. Uh, uh, oh, God damn it. I won't know it. This Katie, is a, I need this you is, again. This is L.A. talk. Do you realize no one outside of L.A. gives a shit who directed anything? <laughs> As I talk to the executive producer, well, you always show. get you always get you know if you're me, yeah, Richard Jenkins, Richard Jenkins, See? Oscar Oscar caliber, yeah, all like, of them, all of I'm really? telling you, Oscar movie, yes, really? it's okay. gonna I it's gonna it. be up there. You had me at Guillermo del Toro. How great is Guillermo. this year for movies? Great year for great movies. year for movies. Great year for I movies. I think I think there's a thing. Hmm. If the world is in trouble, did you see disaster? The right? movies get better. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Right, art thrives yes. when we're when we need it. We need it, like. It's interesting, and I'm not just trying to butter your bread. A show like Raymond, which is hard, and I know you've done many things. Forgive me. 
that, listen, okay, that's, I don't, I'm, I'm proud of that. Okay, I, that's, that's the good one. <laughs> I hope you're not tired of talking about it. No, I said I'm the not. same thing to Ray did this podcast, and I was yes. like, I don't want to dwell. You know what I mean? Like, people yes. forget. How many years has it been? Uh, I think we went off 12 years ago. 12 years. Yes. So that's like, it's a showbiz lifetime since then. It's true. But. You think people are forgetting about us? I don't think, necessarily, in the way that Cheers, have we forgotten Cheers? You know what I'm saying? A little bit. No, no. But it it is, I mean, you know, that's life. You are meant to be replaced by the next thing. Like your kids replace you. Right. That's how it is. That's, that's, I was just talking, not to try and force something deep. But birth is the end of a void. You know what I mean? Yes. Like everything's an ending. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, things, and, and everything ends. And when we die, a good attitude to have, it's going to be hard because we're going to be scared, is you're making room for the next thing. That's the way of life. This is that's how it. it's supposed to be. That's so it. this show, we could talk about how you guys, yeah. you and Ray, decided to end it. That's, that's somewhat interesting. But what I wanted to say, because it's a compliment, and it's true, is that it's hard to create those spaces that people need, right. that they visit you yes. know, people try, almost every show tries yes. to go like, we're going to make the living room that when you see it, you get a feeling of seeing your favorite piece of cake. Right. You know what I mean? And we're going to create characters that when you hear the way they talk yes. and the style of the joke, you can't quite figure it out, but it's a little bit different from the other ones. Yes. And it makes you, it, it does, it melts some stress away. Like what I'm saying is comedy and your show being a, a, a magical part of it is essential. Like people are in pain. People are afraid. Yeah. People are in pain. Yeah. And I guess we could argue the other side and say, well, we're just distracting. But yeah, so is water skiing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, but a lot of people don't have a boat or water skis. So you sit down and you watch the show. Everybody, whether good, whether they're good or evil, can watch it. They're, they're, but they're at, they're every single person. This is just the way it is from a serial killer to a nun. Yeah. How about a serial killer nun? Have we done that movie? That was, that was the B plot of Defiance. Was it? No. No. He was in the woods protecting. Oh, oh Defiance. A... Yes, a back to See, Defiance. See, bad title. Yes, very good. It's a bad I forgot the title, title. already. It's a bad title. It's really funny. <laughs> um, but the serial killer and the nun. Why do they do what they do? They want to feel good. Interesting. Everyone wants to feel good. Right. Everybody's. Well, everyone's, you could be twisted and, and be a murderer. Right. But that they murder. Why? They like it. You can be a locust <laughs> yes. or a bumblebee. Yeah, and locusts are doing what locusts do, but but human beings are unique because we can choose. I'm getting this from a movie called uh, what is it called? Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds, great movie, yeah, free movie on YouTube, very trippy movie. And he's like, human beings are the only ones. Like locusts are just being locusts. Yes, bees are just being bees. Bees create beautiful things, right? That fruit and flowers and everything that we love. Yeah, and locusts go around and fuck shit up. Yeah, but human beings are interesting because we can kind of lean locust or bumblebee. You're right. Isn't that fun? And, and that's sometimes what makes, they can be the same person. That's what I'm saying. We all right. have inner locust. Look and how, we all see it sometimes. Look how cute Bill Cosby was. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and that's what I think makes it so disturbing. Yes. And we do like to keep things very black and white and go like, well, and I agree, Bill Cosby is a, is a monster person. Uh, and it feels good to just go like, well, let's throw that and, away. And one of my absolute all-time idols yeah, still. In you, comedy. Have you... No, you can't listen anymore. How can you? <laughs> I just said this to somebody. We were having this conversation where it's like, at what level do you throw things away? And I was like, well, I'll say one thing. I can't watch the Cosby show anymore. You can't. It's like... Yes. It's, it, you can't... Well, yeah, there's a comparison to be made, but it's not necessary. It's hard to watch it mm-hmm. without thinking it. I know. But we were saying everybody wants to feel good. 
Yes. And they watch the show. There's something about, let's talk about Cheers specifically. Yeah. That bar. Yeah. And having seen it even as a young person. Yes. You know how many young people like watch Draymond and like they, yeah. they have like deep psychological yes. ties. I love it. To something that you like. How involved were you? I mean, the set design where you just kind of like, yeah, that looks pretty good. You know, you let the people do their jobs, but you do have an idea. Yeah. The number one word that I told everybody was relatability. Interesting. We wanted to when, – when the show Roseanne came, it was one of the first shows ever that reflected the living room that most people were watching the show in. Isn't that true? I remember even seeing it. That, like I mean, Winter Green Life, they were like, that's a living room I've that, seen. And that's America. That, you, you go, oh, that may not be my living room, but that is very specific and I've been in that living room. That's right. Right? Yeah. So that's the way you want people to feel when they hear the dialogue. Yeah, when they hear the music, when they see the, the what the costumes are, the way the people talk. Can you give me an example of the way people talk? Because that's very interesting. I'm very interested in the specific of that. Obviously, I'm sure you're just trying to write how you talk. Maybe you can think of an example of how bad TV talking is. <laughs> Anytime it sounds like writing, yeah, uh, you feel or, it. it or, takes or anytime it. like it's a line that that sounds written by a comedy person that that this character could say or that character could say and it's mm. not character specific mm. it's just a joke our lines were character specific meaning you got the character's thought in the line the right. way they think right. and the key to every success in these fields is once the audience knows what the character is thinking you what's can in just their touch head them and they already start laughing you got it yeah. That's everything. You cut to – that's everybody. And they all, love all, in the, all in the family yeah. had it. You cut to Archie and you're just like – When Edith starts a story. Yeah. And, and he you cut his to eyes. his face and he's just staring at her. And then that's a great beat. And you know what's coming. And, yeah. you, and he takes out uh, – he mimes making uh, – constructing a noose while she's yammering. <laughs> and he, he, he tugs at it and he places it around his head and he tests it. And then he pulls it and dies. The entire time from the moment she starts speaking yeah. to his face just – looking he's riding this giant wave of laughs and and then when he starts going in the routine yeah. and there were how about that for a bit that you can do whenever you want how he's going to kill himself how he's going to mind killing himself while his wife talks how many takes do you think they did that sounds like you can only do it once he did the gun where he took a gun yeah, but and I mean, like, loaded every chamber. Ah, but do you right? think he did it? Spun that? it. No, no, he put one in and he played Russian roulette <laughs> and he spun it, put it to his head, click, no. Spun it again, put it to his click, no, while the wife is just talking with the story. Spun it. But that was another episode. Click, yes, of course. Yeah. Another, and then spin it, click, bang, he's dead. <laughs> Audience, go crazy, go crazy. Funny, crazy funny. What's interesting, though, is every show... I've read Friends pilots and stuff, yeah. and uh, I, I haven't tried to write a show like Raymond or like Cheers or like All in the Family or like Maude or any of these great shows. But a lot of people are. People yeah. right now, this morning, yeah. are drinking coffee like we're drinking, yeah. and they're in front of laptops. Like not this good. Not as good not as, as mine. Good as not Black, as good as Blackwood, Blackwood Coffee. Well, thank you, Blackwood Coffee. Thank you. Uh, mention weird for 10% off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They won't honor that. Uh, so- what it is is what is the alchemy? I know we. I'm asking this as yeah, a sure. as a as a. I'm here with you. Yeah. I, I don't think we know. I know. 
You know? I now know. You now know. I do. Because this is a free podcast. I, but this I is not masterclass. But I didn't Nobody know. Nobody paid $9,000 I didn't know then. Yeah. I discovered joyfully yeah. what it was. And we'll be right back. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and then he died. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what the alchemy is. What, what makes I wrote, it special? I wrote in the pilot. Mm. When, Fruit of the month. Exactly. Buddy, fruit, I, so I've seen uh, Exporting Raymond. Go, okay. And Fruit of the Month, yeah. which we will get into. Yeah. I just want to know that's when I was like, I think I'm honorary Jewish, as I joked earlier. Yeah. My mother, interjection, yes. almost done. Yes. No, it's fine. We went to Bora Bora. You're proving for, my point. Yeah. What do you mean? You're, what I was going to say. Your enthusiasm. Se- no, your, the th- very thing you've stuck on right now yeah. is the secret. Go ahead. Beca- oh, I think I understand what you're saying. And I ha- I'm going to – I think yeah. I get it. Um, so we're going to Bora Bora. We've n- I've never gone on a fancy trip in my life. I get married. We're going to Bora Bora. We're going to the Four Seasons. It's on the stilts in the turquoise oh, water. Yeah. Most gorgeous thing you've ever seen. Doesn't get boring after a day or two? That's a great guess. <laughs> it's a great guess. It's a great guess. It looks beautiful, but what else is there? How are you going to get food, was what my mother said. Oh, hilarious. How will you eat? That's funny. And I said, there's three restaurants. Uh-huh. How will you get there? I was like, what do you walk? You walk on the boardwalk and you, you look at the stars and you get to the... There's only three? How many nights are you there? This is what I'm saying. This yes. is why I want inclusion in the Jewish community. <laughs> or just the, com- the, great, the comedy great community because they all seem to have mothers like that. Finn, tell them fruit of the month. I... I because Ray's Italian. He has to relate to this. He's Italian. I'm Jewish. We meet. We hit it off. It turns out, you know, we're all the same. It, uh, uh, Italians yes. and Jews. All, all problems are solved with food. The mother never leaves you alone. That's that's. <laughs> and just... I want to see. I'm trying to squeak Lithuanians in there. Keep going. <laughs> Listen, we get letters still from Sri Lanka. That's my mother. That's so funny. Okay? Yeah. This is fun. I'm so, having so, fun. So I don't, I don't know. But Fruit of the month. Yes. Ray, I don't know his family. He tells me about his actual family. He really does have twin boys, old daughter, parents. I got live another one just like it. Right? Yep. But I don't know them, so I'm going to fill in the, what I know from my family. This is the great. Because I'm writing the. Journal. One of the great comedy marriages of all time. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I um, got to say another interjection because I know you know the story, so I confidently interrupt you. Thank you. I recently pitched something for the show we're making called Crashing with Jed. Oh, yeah. And when I told him the idea yeah. for this type of uh, relationship or interesting thing, and he said, that reminds me of something from my life at that time. Yeah. I was like, well, now, now we have it. Exactly. You know what I mean? If I say, like, yes. I want Pete to, to go to Sri Lanka, and he opens right. up a chai stand. Uh, wrong country. But you know what I'm saying? I, as soon – that was my Phil Rosenthal moment where I was like, ah, the funnier – more seasoned producer, writer, creator guy mm-hmm. knows what I'm trying to say. Yes. And now we're in business. Now everybody will love Raymond. That's good. I keep interrupting. No, it's funny. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> how am I going to illustrate how crazy the parents are in the pilot? Yes. I need like a thing. And then I remembered a, <laughs> uh, a toast I gave at my brother's wedding a few months earlier. Uh, I... And at the wedding, I made the toast by telling Karen, his new wife, to run because she was entering a crazy family. For example, here's what happened when I gave my parents Fruit of the Month Club. Mm. I got this call. Philip, your pair's game. Did you know 
that that you sent me a box of pears? Yeah, I did, Ma. Do you like them? I, I, very nice, but uh, how many pears can I can I eat? Well, you share them with the uh, dad, your father. I mean, he does. He need one pair, two pairs. How how many? I said, what am I going to do with all, all these pairs? And I said, well, uh, uh, an- another box is coming next month. And she said, what? I said, yeah, every month. Every month? Oh, my God, Max, he got us in some kind of cult, right? <laughs> what am I going to do with all this fruit? I'm going to share it with your friends. Which friends? I said, I don't know. Lee and Stan, Lee and Stan buy their own fruit. Why did you do this to me? Okay, Ma, I'm sorry. To... I can't talk anymore. There's too much fruit in the house. Yes. Okay, so it was really at That's that level, so and I said this at the wedding, and it got laughs. Yeah, and you were just being honest. I knew I was being, being funny, funny but... but yes. But and the reason you laugh is because, and I didn't realize this. Yeah, your parents are crazy too. Right. I mean, I knew your parents were crazy too, but the specificity of that, yeah, and putting it in the pilot—that's the thing everybody kind of acknowledges. Put us over, mm-hmm. you know. Is that not only do we still get people coming up to us and saying, I gave my parents fruit of the month and they freaked out like that, right? But I stumbled on something quite accidentally that you can't give your parents a gift without it blowing up in your face. For some reason, this is some universal thing. (laughs) But beyond that, the specificity of the way the mother reacts Mm. and the the fact that it is Fruit of the month, which may not be in your life, but you know what it is, is the same feeling that you get when you watch Cheers because you know what it feels like to be at that bar. Yeah. Where everybody knows your name. Right. That's the relatability is the key. And the only way you get it, you think you're going to write vaguely and not be specific so that you offend no one or that, you know, people who aren't Jewish won't, you know, understand this or people who don't have fruit of the month won't understand that specificity. So I'll make it vague so they don't know. The opposite is true. The more specific you get, the more universal it is. Because all our lives deal in specificities. Yours may not be mine, but I relate to you because of your specificity. Yes. That's it. <laughs> That's the secret, everybody. <laughs> yes. It's completely true. I love it. I love it. Be to as death. specific as you can now. And the more specific what do you I are, know the more about, broadly appealing and, you and are. And so here's, here's what everyone will tell you. Mm. What do I know from specifics? What are my specifics? Aha. Right. What are your specifics? Right. Your friggin' life. Right. What do you mean? My life? Yes. Have you heard the expression, write what you know? Yeah. That's it. Right. Right. But the, the difference between, I often say, uh, what am I quoting myself by saying? I, I yes. do that a lot. I often say. I often But say, the difference between a comedian and a regular funny person is the comedian writes it down. So yes. here you go. I think yes. you get that nugget of yes. exactly what your family is. Right. The joke that launched a series is special. Yes. And you write it down. Or exactly. you remember it in some other way, but yes. it's best to write well, it down. Write it down. I, uh, I tell people this. <laughs> You're fun. Write it down. Writing it down is easier than writing. Yes. It's a big trick. Not yes. such a trick. Yeah. Keep a diary. The way I wrote, the, the, the way Exporting Raymond, the movie, for people who don't know, it's, it's about me... I was asked by the Russians to go to Russia to help them make Everybody Loves Kostya. 
Okay, <laughs> they wanted to do Raymond over there, so I went and then I documented the whole thing. It's we a great brought movie. a documentary crew. It's on Netflix now. Very funny. Um, but I had 180 hours of footage of just what happened every day. What is the structure of this movie? What am I going to do? Now, obviously, there's a beginning, middle, and end. There's me arriving, and uh, we know at the end they're going to make a pilot for Everybody Loves Kostya, and we're going to see how it did. So I knew there was a shape to it. But what yeah. is going to be the content of the film? Right. Well, every day that I was there, I sent an email home about the incredible shit that was happening to me. And it was an email to my friends and family. Well, after the very first email, I got emails back. Oh, my God, this is so hilarious how you're suffering. Yeah. Okay? My family especially. And so I just kept that diary. Well, don't you know that these emails home became the shape of the movie? Yeah. When we got into editing, I gave the emails to the editor. I said, start with these moments. Yeah. That's and great. that that's great. formed the thing. Because isn't life like countless hours of footage? You're also getting it from my point of view. The <laughs> yeah. things that I – if you're an editor and you'd look at 180 hours of footage of, of weeks of, uh, of being in a place, right. how do you know what the good stuff is? Right. Maybe something that you find that makes you laugh. But if you have my emails right. where I'm telling you these moments and those emails are, are funny to you, you're going to find them in the movie right. and put them and string them together. Right. So like a diary in your life is like emails about a documentary. I, I think so. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Uh, you were, it, it, seemed, it seemed like a good place to start. Yeah. And it was just a starting point. Obviously, you shape it from there, but mm -hmm. it's a good place to start. You need a place to start. Yeah. The first step is, is one of the trickiest, hardest, I would Here's imagine. a trick. I wrote a book, right? It's called You're Lucky, You're Funny, How Life Becomes a Sitcom, about my journey and how Great title. we did Raymond. Did you write the title? I did. And so, Take uh, a moment to be proud. My wife said, you're lucky you're funny, in a moment when she was going to kill me. That's great. Isn't yes. that in Exporting Raymond? Or I've Probably. seen you say somewhere where like, you're having a fight and yes. you get that glint in your eye that you're yes. going to use it on the show. It's a, yes. That's a Steve Scrove fan. He would have a fight with his wife and in the middle he would realize, oh, I can use this. Because if you worked for me, your job was to go home, get in a fight with yes, your wife and, and come back down. in and tell me yes. about it. Yes. I sometimes That's where record, all the stories came. I, recommend, I actually just got a, a nice piece of fan mail about how they do this too. When I'm at Thanksgiving, I'll just drop my phone on the table and audio record it. Really? For fun. It's not and even they don't they don't mind? They don't know what a phone is. <laughs> <laughs> but like I listen to it. I we're a morbid family and I'm always like my every time I say goodbye to my dad he goes like this may be it. Like well, since that's he's material. Been, I know, it's funny. So we're very morbid, so or whatever it is, death aware. So I record them going like this might be the last Thanksgiving and I want to listen to it. Or I'll have like a long conversation with my dad and record it. And You're not, very smart. And not tell him. That's very smart. It's sentimental. That's why you can write. That's well, why that's you get ma material. I, I appreciate that. No, it's true. He's, I'm applying these principles that you're talking about. When I'm writing a book, like that book, <clears throat> I, sat, I sat and talked to someone. And we recorded it. Yeah. And then I transcribed it. And now I'm not starting from a blank page. Because for me, it's easier right. to talk than write. You got writing your... feels like homework to me. Yeah. And I don't like it. <laughs> Talking <laughs> feels like fun time. <laughs> Talking feels like screwing around. Yes. Well, that's when – what's your philosophy? Because when I go in the room and I'm the creator, whatever, I don't know, executive yes. producer guy of my show. Yes. When I come in the room, I actually think it's a signal to the writers we're going to stop working for a while. Right. <laughs> because sometimes I come in later because I'll have yes. some press or something. So I'm coming in at like 10. Yes. And we talk for an hour. 
before, and then somewhere in there you go, oh, maybe Pete does do that. Yes. Like something like that or that or that. Do you, I, right. I'm assuming you're similar in that you appreciate the work in not working, in talking or... It's important. It's vital. Fucking around. It's vital. Right? So, of course. you got to warm Trying up the car. Trying sucks. Yeah. Trying sucks. Here's how we worked at Raymond. Hit we it. We come in. We grab our bagel, our coffee, our breakfast, whatever it is. We sit around Ray's and, we, and we, talk, we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk <laughs> in an effort to avoid working. Absolutely. We're trying not to work. You're all playing the same game. We're all like procrastinating and invariably it turns to what happened at your house uh, last night, right? Or, or, but not, again, just talking. That thing with your wife that because we all know each other's business now mm-hmm. for being there so many years, we're all like beyond the family it's amazing and it's one of those things that's lacking in modern society yes. a group that yes. you sit, it feels like sitting around the fire it's kind of the best thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you people mean. say do you miss not doing raymond no raymond was finished yeah. i miss my friends yeah that's what i miss yeah, i miss yeah, my yeah. friends in that room had it, dinner with them last night all did of you really yeah, all the writers you wonderful I man i love it you are wonder no i love it but I used to – this is stupid, but I took a racquetball class, uh-huh. and we all loved it, and we had to do it. It was in college, 11 a.m., Tuesday, Thursday, and we all played racquetball, and we were like, we love racquetball. Let's just keep it going. Yes, that's and we, right. And we couldn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like nobody – once it wasn't required, yes. well, we didn't go. Uh, so the structure of yeah, a I job – I started to wonder, were they only laughing at my jokes because I was paying them? That's really funny and very paranoid, and I like that. Yes. But the structure of job helps people show up. Like if I said yes. coming to the writer's room is optional, yes. I feel like you know they'd come at the beginning, but you're going to start filtering out a little bit. You have to. Yeah. You have your life. You have, you have your, your life. Your dreams, your goals. I want my show. I want my fam, my kids, my but thing. The it's writer's so room is so sacred, sacred so beautiful. And, and I love the, the protection of you can say anything here. Deeply offensive shit happens in the writer's room. Well, here's the thing. I'm thinking of a specific thing not somebody to get, did. And not, I, it not, was very to, funny. not to get into you know the heavy subjects of the day, but in the writer's room, no, there, there's no – you couldn't call it harassment. Mm. It, it, but it was naughty, certainly, and bawdy. And the joke was – you'll understand this if you're a comedy <laughs> person – the joke is how wrong this is to say. Yeah. That is actually right. the joke. Right. Which is it, Which is in a the fam- joke. Of me saying I'm yes. going to outdo you yes. is is how comedians talk. Yes, that's right. I don't have you know. That's yes. why when you said am I late and I said yes, yes you're late. Of course. But that's but, like you know, one, I will say million. in the writers room we go a tad naughtier. That's than what I'm that. saying. I'm just trying Which to is, how are your kids I want to have sex with your children, right? That's the <laughs> level. And and that was the... I cleaned it up. Yes, exactly. I'm telling you, everything... People are trying to shock We make South Park look like Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. nice boy like me. Yes. We say... I have a theory Because it's, it. it's, it's... You're saying the most shocking thing because the shock of it... That's the, that's the game. ...is the laugh. And I like we the word shock it. because yeah. we're sitting and we're risking atrophy. Yes. And and so everybody is kind of will poke. I'm trying to think of Greg Fitzsimmons. Yes. Very uh, was in New York. Yes. I'm kind of changing some facts of this story to make it better. That's what we do. <laughs> He's in New York and his family's in LA. 
and we're in the writer's room. And I say to him, I go, Greg, I, I just saw in the trades that they're holding uh, open auditions for people to father your children. Because <laughs> he was not with them right, for months. Great. That's the worst thing you could say. Like, yeah. I saw him laugh. Yes. And but, he was and feel guilty. Yeah. It was... Gorgeous. I'm using right. that word deliberately. Well, you use and that, he got it. He that's what, got it. Isn't that what the roast is? It is the roast. It's the roast. But so we live in a roast. We live in a roast. And the other theory I have, so shock, we're risking atrophy and we want to shock. Yeah. Shock snaps everybody yes. out of it. To me, offensive shit yeah. is easy to think of. Of course. It's easy to say I put yes. my balls on your sandwich. You're right. That's so easy. It's another thing to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you thought I was going. That's where you thought I was going. I'm pretty sure that that was done in our room. Real balls on sandwiches. Uh, that Lou Schneider. <laughs> God, I don't. I shouldn't say who it is. It's Lou Schneider. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't do that. But he did do a bit where, like, Steve Scrovan was sleeping on the, the couch. Guy, his name sounds like Scrotum, right? But he was called Scro. I mean, Scrow. that was it. Was sad, but. He's also like Czechoslovakian, Lithuanian, okay. that neighborhood. Anyway, he would, after lunch, you know, he'd still be asleep maybe on the couch in the writer's room to have a little nap. Mm-hmm. So Lou would do a bit where he would uh, oh, mime taking out a credit card, putting it in the slot of a door, and imagine it's all mime. <laughs> uh, going, eh, opening the door, and then mime disrobing. Right? <laughs> Setting his, folding his clothes, putting them neatly. <laughs> all mimed. All mimed. Yes, all mimed. And then get on top of Scro and start humping him. Yeah, okay. This, okay? It's, it's basically And then Scro would, would wake up and go, what the hell are you doing? Right? We'd all laugh because we were all watching right. him. Shenanigans. Fake, fake hump. S- hump. Air hump. Sleeping man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and once he did that, Lou would get up. And mime going to a phone booth next door and calling. Uh, yes, I'm having a problem with this unit. It's not accepting me. <laughs> it was a sex vending machine. It was a sex vending machine. So he built this wonderful, dirty world. Yes. It a, was comedy, so, a comedy mastermind doing it was, something very It was base. so wonderful. Yes. <laughs> now, you put, you put a, a, a woman on that couch. Not yeah. so funny anymore. Yeah, I understand that. Unless the woman in the writer's room... Is one of the guys. Right. And in on it and having fun. But try to explain a, that today. Right. Good I, luck. It's funny it's, because as you say that, I, I'm like, is one of the guys one of those things that we're just going to move past? Because it's hard to tell if someone's being one of the guys because they truly want to be or if they feel that they have to be. That's, that's yes, the climate that's we live in. And that's terrible, right too. It is terrible, yeah. I, I, uh, and I understand. Listen. I understand. I understand both. Of course. Yeah. But, I'd uh, like it to be a more innocent time. I know where where this is not. This is not even. But this is what progress feels like. I hope so. Yeah, it feels, I hope. But no, I hope it is progress. It feels strange and gross and weird. Yes. But yeah, I, I totally get. But we can't apologize for our jokes in the room. Well, that's what I, I will say. That given the, the comedy climate, room, when we get in the room, yeah. there's something. It's almost like going to see your therapist. There's yeah. something very relaxing. Yeah, where everyone's like, all right. You can you can do whatever you'd like here. Like, you can say whatever you'd like here. I think it was, you know... By the way, if you told us we offended you for real... Yeah. We would have been t- mortified. Right, of course. That wasn't the point. Right. 
we're, we're playing. Right, right, right. You know, we're stupid. Right. We're monkeys. Right. But we're just playing. It's right. not, we, nobody means to. And to, what the point I'm making about shocking yeah. is it's easy. I have that that uh, sex <laughs> vending machine thing is yeah. pretty thought out. Yes. But I'm saying, me saying the thing to Greg about like your family. Yes. Open auditions for fathers. <laughs> I'm still great. enjoying no, it's it. it's great. I'm still enjoying it. Of course. Thank you. That's the roast. But it, it is the roast. Oh, let's talk more about that. But it's also, it jolts everyone out of comatosity. Yeah. And then we get to the better jokes, the good jokes. But like, it's very easy for me to ma- and everybody to make base stupid jokes. And yeah. that's why we're making a lot of base. That's a good joke. But like, but easy, roasty, teasy. Right. Jokes, yeah, to keep jokes flowing, yeah, to get to the better jokes, to get to yeah. the good jokes, yeah. So it's the environment of like, it's why breakthroughs happen in therapy. Is you're, is you're allowed to say anything, and good jokes are written because a lot of bad, stupid, and maybe, and definitely outside of a writers' room, inappropriate things happen because we're all just trying to get this huge snowball rolling down the mountain, yes, in hopes that something funny crashes into a log cabin. That's all it is, right. We're just get warming up the car, we called it. Warming up the car. For In my experience, everybody seems to like multiple warm-ups. <laughs> like, of course. We'll work for an hour. But I'll say this. Yeah. Raymond never had those jokes in it. We had jokes where you got near it, and yet we took responsibility for who was watching. What yeah. do I mean? Families are watching. Right. CBS wanted us to actually be a little hipper and edgier. Right. Get a little dirtier. We felt it was smarter to this infer is, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. without bluntly saying yeah. vagina. But that's what which I'm is saying. now every show. That's why I'm saying balls on a sandwich. Yes. isn't a great joke. It's right. easy for of me course. to tear yes, you yes. apart or your yes. physical appearance yes. or your ethnicity or whatever it is. But there is certain but the a certain turn stuff. of phrase is still funny. Balls well, on a sandwich. The phrase is funny. I agree, actually. Balls right? on a sandwich. And it's better than testicles on yes. a sandwich. Balls on a sandwich. Balls yes. is a funny word. Balls on a sandwich. <laughs> T- nuts on a hoagie. Like, balls on a sandwich wins. I agree. Um, but this is why Stern was... Now, poor Katie over here. She has to be in this room while you say these things. <laughs> we and say... so she, she now... What if she said, you know what? I, I had to take this because this guy, he was paying me. And he's my boy. And I was offended every day. Yeah, that, that's, that's a thing. That could be a that thing. That could be a thing. What we're learning, one of the things that we're trying to do, I think, hopefully, is like I, I've Katie, heard, I'm here for you if you do <laughs> go that way. I've heard the approach, for example, um, I've heard that there are jokes being made on stand-up stages where it's like, uh, Louis jerked off in front of you. Why didn't you just leave? And, and people, you know, that's kind of like a funny... That's I know like why. People laugh. Well, you know why? Yeah, you're shocked. You're standing there shocked. That's what I'm saying. But that is deeper empathy. Yeah. And this is the feeling of carving into the stone more empathy, more understanding. Yeah. A comedy hero of yours yeah. is doing that. And but, you but are... But that's physical, and you can't do that. I know. Right. But what I'm saying is the thinking, just leave, is now being replaced with an understanding of an internal world, yes. emotion, yes. betrayal. Yes. Like, people are saying, like, I, why would that end your career? Why would, that, why would you end your dreams? Because you don't know what trauma feels like. You yeah. don't know the effects of trauma. And, and we don't, a lot of people are like, we don't know what to do. And that's fine. This is what growth feels like. It's uncomfortable, and yeah. it should be. But I'm hopeful and proud that this could lead to deeper empathy, deeper understanding. So if Katie... 
I would be shocked because I know Katie and we've done 400 episodes. But if she was like, I don't like this, I'd be like, okay, we'll find, we, you know, we'll find a way right. around this. Absolutely right. <laughs> because Absolutely. we've said way worse of things. On the, and that's one of the premises of this podcast is yeah. writer's room E. Yes. And I said it to you earlier and it's very deliberate. You're in a safe place. This yeah. is a place where we'll follow. Except the world is thing. listening. I know. but Or, or your how many listeners? Not the world. We don't get any letters from Sri Lanka. <laughs> Maybe we do. I don't know what they're doing. But people said, you know, how can you compare what Louis did to what some of these other guys did? And I'm like, here's the test. If he did it to your daughter, how would you feel? There you go. You know that, what I just heard? Empathy. Yeah. Yeah. This is what people learn. That's wisdom. Yeah. It's when you have daughters. Do you have daughters? I do. When you have daughters, the dimension of a man right. expands. Right. And I have to imagine... Yeah. I, I don't have, I'd love But daughters. you should have it without having daughters. That's what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. This keeps coming up and I don't yeah. care. When someone lets you in, like traffic and you're trying to make a right and they let you in, yeah. you then will probably let someone else in Hopefully. up the road. Hopefully. They're sociopaths and yes. they're assholes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when it happens to you, yeah. suddenly you're enlightened. Our charge as humans is to have the enlightenment without the direct experience. Exactly. Know what it, what it would feel like to have a daughter without yes. having a daughter. Well, know what it would be like to have a gay couple afraid that their marriage is going to be annulled without knowing a gay couple. Like, this is our point. We wouldn't need religion. We wouldn't need law enforcement That's if what we saying. all followed the golden rule. That's right. it. Right. Do unto others. That's it. Right. What but else do you need? There's, a, there's another level to that, which is like take the time to imagine the others. Like, em- well, of course. Employ your heart. And, and your and, head. And your head. And make a three-dimensional model, like Iron Man in his office, of what it might be like to be them. What it might be like to be – to feel like you're a woman and you're in a man's body. Just fucking take five minutes before you start going, if you have a dick. You know what I mean? Like, just – Pause a little bit before you yield to the ease of screaming a motto. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you're, you're leading me right into my show. Into what? The, I'm glad this is no, what I true. do, baby. That's, the, <laughs> that's, that's not you what made it is a nice segue. No, but that's I'll the have point. what Phil's having. Well, that was the the name of the show at mm. PBS. Now it's on Netflix. Hit it, and it's called Somebody Feed Phil. Oh, that's the name? Because it's a Netflix original. So help me understand. Is, yes. I'll have what Phil's having something else. I can tell you that somebody feed Phil is very, 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 very similar I to that show. I see what you're saying. But because it's, it's on Netflix It's when Bob now, and Tom – Yes. Instead of Mr. Show. Exactly right. I understand. That's how it is. It's a legal thing. Right. Netflix. It's very similar. There's Winky a new show, new show on right. Netflix right. called Somebody Feed Phil. And there's an asterisk by it. Yes. And if you follow the asterisk to the small print, it says wink, wink. <laughs> I said it, not you. <laughs> My parents are in the show. <laughs> Fun. I Skype with them from every location. Really? It's that they, were, they scored so big in exporting Raymond. Wow. When I, I kind of got them on the Skype and, and they like stole the movie. Wow. I saw it happen. I was in theaters and saw it happen. And I said, so, be even an idiot. this. Yes, even this. <laughs> even They're this you take my, from me. <laughs> yes. But you know what? God bless them because my dad's 92. Wow. Mom's 86. And they're still, like, people see the show. They're my favorite part of the show. I'm like, why do I bother? Mm. Why do I bother flying anywhere? I go Skype with them from my house. Right. You could have takeout with the parents. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they, they are a huge part of it. And it turns out that's a relatable thing. Mm. We do that. 
we Skype with our parents or our families from wherever we are, whenever yeah. we can. That's the that's the relatable part. Right. And hopefully I'm the relatable guy going to these places. The point of the show is empathy. The point of the show, I'm just using food and hopefully humor to suck you in. Right. But the point of the show is to get you to travel. And the point of travel is to get you to expand your mind a tiny bit or have empathy for people who are not you. Right, right. Which it, wh- if we did that, mm-hmm. maybe the place would be a little nicer. Right. Maybe we wouldn't be in the situation we're in today. Right. I didn't mean to be a political show. No, it no, just no. happens to be because it was imposed on us. I, I completely the understand. embracing of other people and other cultures is suddenly a political. Statement. Go to a, to a country where millions of people are waiting to find out if they get to come to America, and then tell me your policy on refugees or or start. Or well, you know, I'm starting. I because I want uh, to get people in the traveling. Th- uh, spirit. Yeah, I'm starting with Earth's greatest hits. So I ah. want you to, you know, I started Earth's with greatest hits. Paris and Florence course, and Barcelona, thing, and 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 now somebody feed Phil. We're we're going out a little bit to uh, uh, some of the nether regions like Vietnam, yeah. like Thailand, like Fun. we go to Israel, we go to we go to uh, where did Portugal. You, where did you eat in Israel? Oh, where don't you eat in Israel? By the way, Israeli food. Top cuisine in the world right now. Really? Everywhere you go is falafel and hummus and all this. I, yeah. It's all. And Israeli food, by definition, is a, a, a mashup of all the food of the region. Because it's the hub of the wheel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's in the middle. Yeah. Well, I've been to Israel. Yeah. Were you in Jerusalem or did you go to Tel Aviv? This show is about Tel Aviv and points north. Okay. Mainly because I didn't want to get political in the show. I want to show you, – you watch the show, you'll see Jews and Arabs getting along. There you go. There's something new. Food will help. Food, that food. See, you learn from your mother. Food is the great connector. Yeah. Right? Because what is food really about? That's what's interesting. When you're yes. talking about empathy and love and travel. Yes. What are all of these things about? What is life about? Yeah. Connecting. Right. Learning. That's loving, all we do. Expanding. That's all you're we do. You're either growing or decaying. As, as animals on a planet, all we do is look to connect. Yes. That's it. And, and food, food is the great connector. Watch and I two find dogs that, eating together. I find that laughs yeah. are the cement. Yeah, there you so go. So we put the show together this way. Oh, well, you are fucking a right. I went, I, I went home for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and as I was there, I was like, "Why did I come?" <laughs> That's a normal feeling. You know, I wonder is he alone out there, folks? <laughs> the first meal together, I got that specific type of headache I get when I'm trying to be present with my parents. Like I'm trying to be like. They're going to be gone one day. Just enjoy them. I'm yeah. coaching myself, and I just can't take it. It's driving me nuts for some reason. Maybe I didn't sleep enough, whatever it was. But then the next day, Thanksgiving Day, yeah. it was just my parents, my cousin Raymond, Raymond yeah. and his wife Anne and Valerie and I. So it's kind of, it's kind of uh, lame. You know what I mean? It's not what it used to be. It used yes. to be more people, more noise, kids running around. Now it's just a bunch of older people just kind of farting. <laughs> but at a certain point, we started making fun of each other. Yeah. And I'm 38 now, so they're finally starting to see me as a grown-up. Yeah. My father, because I've had some success, finally sees me as someone who can – he can tease. Yes. Because I can take it. Right. Next thing I know – we're joking. I'm making fun of my dad who can't hear and refuses to wear a hearing aid. That's my dad too. Really? Yeah. He, he's too vain at 92 too vain. To, to wear a hearing aid. He doesn't want to be the guy with the hearing aid. So instead he's the guy who says, what? Yes. What? At least he says, what? what? My dad just pretends to hear you. 
And he doesn't. So we'll have moved on from talking about Ernest Hemingway. 20 minutes into a conversation about food delivery services, he goes, Hemingway was from, uh, he just keeps going. And then I'm leaning into my dad. Like, I got it started ripping my dad, which I've never, eight-year-old Pete thinks 38-year-old Pete is a goddamn hero because he's found a way to stand toe-to-toe with the cement giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's through fucking jokes. I said cement, you did too. So it's just, like, I get him going. Then Raymond, who's hilarious, he starts roasting my dad. Then my dad starts roasting Raymond. Then we're all making fun of my mom and how nervous she is that nobody ate the fucking purple potatoes. And we're weeping with laughter. And it was right at at the 11th hour. They were about to leave. And we had no moment. And then finally we had a moment. And I was like, this is why I came. My dad called me and was like, I needed that. I was like, this is, this is it. Food and, and, laughs. and laughs. Family, friends. And I have That's... never had a family like that. Like we just were not good at being a family. So those moments are few and far between. So and we it's actually around, rang the bell. And it's around the dinner table. That's right. Which is normally where people are tense. <laughs> but we found or, it. Or, you know, it's the food. Brings you together for yeah. the reason. The reason is we have to eat. Yeah. If it's good, it elevates everything. Yeah. Right? And then if it's good also, you're more prone to uh, have a good time. Yeah. You know? It's, it's a, very, you make, very simple. You make the jokes. As a kid, I realized early. Yeah. Would be in the – we, we got a Winnebago when we were little. Really? And we would go around. Really? And there was a lot of Never tension. Never did that. It was, it was, a, it that's was not hard. A, that's not a Jewish family. No. no. I, it's decidedly goy. <laughs> and it's very – it's even kind of waspy. You know what I mean? It's kind of like – I think my dad was kind of showing off. I say that because I'm related to him. Yeah, I yeah. bet he thought it was like, I'm going to have a Winnebago. And then we got it and remembered we don't like each other. <laughs> and we're stuck in a fucking bedroom on wheels. And it was real bad. I look at these things and I go, you know what's nice? A hotel. Fucking A. I get a hotel when I go home now. That's, Me too. That's how you get along. My parents say, we have an extra bedroom. Why don't you just stay with us? I say and two I, reasons. Yeah. What? Ah, you are fun. You're fun. You should have a TV show. You should have your own show. I'm tired of you behind the camera. But I realize- Somebody feed Phil. Somebody feed Phil on Netflix There now. it is. But I- no, I know. Uh, <laughs> I realized when they ate, they were better. It also, unfortunately, was not. It is what it is. When they had a cocktail, they were better. I didn't know what that mysterious clinky beverage they were drinking yes. was, but it calmed them the fuck down, and then we could all just kind of coast. The lubricant. The lubricant. And talk about a, one of those like hairy. It like my dad had no problem. There was no like shit, drinking driving is what I'm saying. Like really? it was a different time. Like now yeah. we would be like, I can't. I'm not saying he would get shit house, but nobody was ever like, you good to drive? And he's like uh, driving uh, a Winnebago, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like falling into ah good times. Yeah, exactly. When we could harass at will and and drive almost drunk. kill somebody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to also tell you just because I thought you might enjoy it at my. Somebody recently said that my mother's kind of like Olive Kittredge. Did you watch that? Love that. I loved it too. She's how great is she? Amazing. She's in this Billings, Montana three billboards. I know. I want to wow, see it. Wow, she's good. I haven't seen it. You've seen everything. Francis McDormand. Yeah, I see everything. Franny McDormand. My favorite movie. Hit it. Florida Project. Really good. I think I. You saw it. I did. How awesome is that? Movie? Devastating. But it's also on one level, it's modern Little Rascals. 
Interesting. Yeah. For a good chunk of it. That it's just kind of fun. I was nervous the whole time. Anytime, you should be. Yeah. But you should those be. kids are amazing. Those kids are amazing. Especially the girls. I will say, I love Florida Project. Yeah. Go see it. Talking to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it has the most misleading trailer of all time. You know, Downsizing has a misleading trailer, too. I didn't see it. Downsizing is a very deep, profound movie, and they're selling it like Honey, I Shrunk Matt Damon. <laughs> is that what happens? He gets shrunk? You haven't seen the commercials. Buddy, you've seen everything, and you've seen the yeah. commercials for them. <laughs> That's what gets me to see them. I but, just but thought you, 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 I think Matt Damon gets now, fired. The marketing department is just doing their job. Yeah. What's the commercial aspect of yes. this film? How about the shrinking of Matt Damon? Yeah. So they sell that. But don't – I'm telling people, for the movie's own good – don't go expecting that one joke thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a deep, beautiful, Something's profound happening. movie in there. Alexander Payne yeah. made it. Yeah. So uh, that it, it's it's well worth seeing. But Florida Project, yes. they because I started putting it together in the movie when it becomes very clear, Florida Project is more like Precious or Kids. It's it's a dark Absolutely movie. dark, and they're selling it light. And they're selling it like right. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Owns a magical. I didn't even get that it was a project. Yeah, I thought it was like we're going to move to Florida. It's a, that's our project. No, they mean project, like housing project. It's a bad motel, is what it is. It's a bad motel, and everyone's suffering. But isn't it wild kids. how it looks like you're you're right outside Disney World, and it's and purple, so the, and it the, looks the nice. cheap. The cheap appropriation of trying to fit in with Disney World by just painting this ugly motel purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the liquor store has clowns and the th- I mean, everything it's, is it's Disney-esque. Brilliant. I'll tell and you. And Disney itself is fake world. Right. And this is fake, fake world. And it's kind of a metaphor for everything. It's unbelievable. It is. It is. And the helicopter that they don't yeah. really explain. And you're right. just like, yeah, this kid needs to be airlifted out. But you that's what I'm saying is you get yeah. it on levels you don't realize you're getting. I think it's the best movie of the year. I Gal do. and I talked about it for weeks yes. after. I, this isn't a spoiler. Well, no, that is a no, spoiler. It stays with you. I don't want to give a spoiler. No, it but stays what with you. It's, great. it's a great movie. A week after I come home and go, Val, I think Willem Dafoe, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like like little – and she's like, yeah. oh, my God. Like we, and we're still – Oh, you have to tell me off thing. I will tell you I'm, off. Because I, I don't know what you mean. I think Willem Dafoe, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying it, to think it, now. It is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it is blah, blah, blah. How about the little touch of just putting in that moment with him and the geese just yeah. to make him, you know, to – Brilliant. I, 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 that's very spe- – that director. Yeah. Really, really good. I didn't see the other movie that he shot on his iPhone. Did I you see that? It's no. about a transgender hooker, Tangerine. maybe? Tangerine. Did you see it? No. You can pick up at Geese. We only talk shit for five yeah. seconds. Um what was I saying before we got to Florida Project, though? Oh, I don't. Rem- I don't know. But this is one of the things I was going to tell you. You were on a tangent. My yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> my mother at my rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Heckled people giving toasts. That's that's what I wanted to tell you. That's beautiful. So my friend is up there. These aren't public speakers. That's funny. And he's like, I I know, but in the moment, not so funny. I'm you in Russia. I'm not yes. having fun. No. <laughs> no. 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 We would. I would have terrible things happen to me. Like, I gave my parents uh, a gift. I gave them another gift that went awry. It was when, we were, of the month. when we, were doing, uh, we were doing the show, and every Christmas you give a gift to the crew. Yeah. So, like, our second year, I thought, oh, it's a domestic show. I'm going to give them a domestic thing. Mm. So a toaster. So a toaster, 
that said the name of the show on it. That's fine. I had it printed on the side of it, each yeah. Cuisinart uh, toaster. Everybody loves dark bread. Yes. <laughs> and I sent it to my parents. And I thought that they would, you know, they, they, they're proud of the show, I think, and they supposedly like uh, me. Yep. So I think that they're going to like this, and I don't hear anything. And I call to make sure they got it. My father answered the phone. Dad, did you get the, the present I sent you for uh, Hanukkah? He, he said, uh, what? I said, didn't you, didn't you see, what it, see what it was? What? There was a toaster. What? I said, no, Dad, you got to. Did you open the box? You got to open the box. And, uh, oh, I don't have it with me right now. I said, what did you do? Long pause, and he says, your mother wanted a coffee maker. He took it to Macy's, lied to them, right, and traded my thing for a coffee maker. Even though it was branded. He didn't open the box. He saw Cuisinart toaster on the outside. You have to open the box to see that it says Everybody Loves Raymond on the physical toaster. You have to see that. So somebody at Macy's. So, well, that was our joke. Now you get, you're smart because our joke in the room was somebody probably got that toaster, yes. got home, opened it up, saw what it said, put it back in the box, went back to Macy's and said, I'd like the Frasier toaster. <laughs> the Frasier toaster is an espresso machine. <laughs> Or it only toasts croissants. But then we, I, I was screaming at my father at work when I made this call. I said, you are the show. Do you realize you are the show? Yeah. And he said, you're welcome. That's funny. And somebody, uh, uh, Steve Scorvan, said, what happened? And I told him the story. He goes, you've got to write that episode. I said, no, no, I'm not writing this episode. No, you have to. Because fuck no, him. Because no, <laughs> no, because you know why? Because this is not funny. Yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. Everything I give them is no good, and they t- give it away. They don't give a shit about me, right. obviously. What do I got to do, Dad? That's the feel, right? And, of course, I wrote the episode, and, yeah. of course, it turned out uh, well because it was so real. I'm not trying I, – maybe I am – to steer this deep, but I was just having this conversation with Mike Kaplan, who did this recently, this, this podcast, yesterday, actually. We were talking about one of the tricks of life is to appreciate moments in real time. Yes. Meaning you're lost in the emotion. Yes. Whereas anyone, just a little, anyone orbiting you would be like, this is hilarious. Yes. So what I'm trying to do in my own life, instead of thinking. Instead of getting upset. Instead of getting upset going. Don't you see how funny this is? This is life. Yes. And that's very hard to do. You know, my show's about, Crashing is about my divorce. Wasn't funny at the time. You know what I mean? And then you make it funny. Yeah. And one of the things that I see a lot of great kind of groovy people yeah. is they go, I'm trying to enjoy it yeah. as, as it, it happens. Right. That's that like, takes a time. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. But I understand, like, it never goes away. You know, like, you're – I was proud that I got to a point with my dad that we could break balls. But, like, you're – it sounds like with the toaster, yeah. I'm relating to you, you're still waiting for, like, some sort of understanding of how exceptional – your life is and your achievements and your talents are, would you say? Uh, something about, I don't know. It's even more basic than that. I gave you a present. Don't trade it in. Just that. Just that. You don't think there's more underneath that? I don't You think gave so. him a present. I gave him a present. Emblazoned with the logo of the, of the show. That your life is poured into. Yes. And he gave it away. Yes, but they did that with Fruit of the Month, too. 
I know. So that was, and that here you are a... still trying. I, I, let's just keep it on me then. I would take that as a yeah. rejection. Well, maybe deep down that's what I was thinking, but but I didn't need to layer you don't that even on have it to. because it was just <laughs> I'm your son. I give you a gift and just say thank you. That's all that's necessary. <laughs> you open the box. Yes. Hey, what is he stupid? He sends <laughs> us a toaster. <laughs> Something what do I need a toast? Something's have wrong a with Phil. You know what we need is we need a coffee maker. <laughs> Max, why don't you go to Macy's and lie to them and tell them you got this there and you're trading it? So he does it. Did your are you of the style that your parents benefited from your wild success? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's an uncomfortable question, but I have to assume they can afford a toaster. Like you're not going like you don't get shit. Here's what's funny. <laughs> You're jumping A to C right now. I love yes. it. Yes. I I got them an apartment in New York. In okay? Yeah, okay. Because my mother loves the opera, and and I thought, you know, they're old now, and shit, they're, they're better than traveling in from yes. Rockland County Make every time. They now live near yep. there. Or they can. They have their old place, but they can stay. No. I said, when, when you're ready to move, I'm going to do this. They were oh. like, why don't you buy an apartment? We'll just stay in it. I said, no. You'll save you me know a lot I... of money if you just stay yeah. in a hotel. Yeah. Every time you want to go to the opera, just yeah. go and stay there. I'll get you a limo. I'll get... That's right. too expensive. You should just get an apartment. Do you understand that this is way more expensive? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're ready to move and commit, I will happily get you an apartment. And so that's what happened. You know what I like to say to my parents, by the way? They go, why don't we stay with you? I go, I'd rather die. That's right. <laughs> and it that's makes right. her laugh. Yes. And I'm like, you're getting me. Yes. <laughs> and so I was happy to do it. I'm proud yes. and thrilled that I was able to do this. I call it pre-heaven. Uh, okay? It's one. It's wonderful. Heaven here. They... Now, pre-heaven. the day I put the deposit, the non-refundable deposit, on an apartment in Manhattan, my parents changed their minds. Wow. Dad, you can't change it. It's too much. It's too much. Dad, do you understand? I don't get this. Do you? He goes, I don't. It's just, he goes, and he actually said this. Do you know how much a chicken is in that neighborhood? Wow. He's worried he won't be able to get a chicken. He's worried at how much things cost. He's well. Help me understand. He's at, not worried that he won't be able to get a chicken. He's worried about the pain he'll feel paying too much for They're a exactly chicken. Exactly right. He will have chicken. They come with, from the old country. With and every so bite, cheapness came with them. It's me at Hamilton yes. figuring out how much every minute of this song is costing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what your dad. Yes. Every bite of chicken. Yes. He's like that was thirty five cents. Yeah, one of my favorite lines in a, in a movie is, uh, I think it's. I, th- I want to say it's Annie Hall. Hmm. You hear they're in the back of a cab, and you hear them, and you see the cab driving through the city, and he says, "You're so beautiful, I can barely keep my eye on the meter." That is funny, but that's such an attitude, right? Yeah. That's such a Jewish, yeah. But and I'd, I'd throw into that. That's that, yes. see, that's why Sri Lanka. It's, it's I'm saying it's people. Everyone's frugal. Every, Everyone yeah, cares everyone about money cares because about they have money. to. Yeah, especially in New York. Yes, and especially, but here, here, everywhere. the man's yeah. life now is kind of taken care of. He has a rent-free right. ap- apartment. He doesn't have to worry. And it's not like they're poor. They right. have their right. own savings. It's they a have generational money. thing, but, though, too. But he's not even factoring in, I have free rent. 
Who cares what a chicken costs? Right, right, right. It's not the it's not the frequency won, he's on. I yeah. won that life. I can get as many chickens as I want from anywhere. You should have stocked the fridge yes. with chickens and put price tags on them. But it's unbelievable. Yeah. This you can't get that out of a person. Right, right. No I'm, matter he's what. He's ninety two. It's not gonna happen. Right. Right. Do you, but you, how often are we calling them now? I'm interested in boundaries. I'm, I'm always trying to decrease the frequency. I just wrote on my hand, Mom, because I got a caller. Is that true? Yeah, it says Mom on my hand. That's sweet. It, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's not. Maybe you don't think about her uh, enough to the point where you have to literally write it on yourself well, to remember to call your mother. What's wrong with there you? There you go. That's more the voice I hear in my head. Yes. I'm just saying I, I do love my mom, but it's very difficult for me to put up boundaries with her. Yeah. And it hurts me to put those boundaries up, but it also hurts me when I don't have those boundaries. Yes. Which is, which is a fucking pickle. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a kosher pickle. Yeah. So I, I will call her, but also... Well, she, my, the, 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 yeah. the end of that story is they moved in and uh, sometimes... Oh, they did, excuse and me. Some, sometimes they ate I'm glad they did, though. Yes. But it was, oh, it was done. Now you had a pretty good bargaining chip, which was, I already put the deposit up. Think of the money you're wasting if you don't move in. True. Right? Yep. And I'm glad they did. Yep. And that must have felt good. That was pre-heaven. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's one of those life things where, you know, you can take care of your parents the way they took care of you. Right. That's, uh, everyone should should know what that feels like. Would you say it's a mitzvah? I felt you resisting the urge to say it's a mitzvah. I wouldn't, I wasn't going to say that. I just think <laughs> that, listen, I, that, that's in a very extreme version. I understand that not everyone can afford to buy their parents a place to live. Right. But- the taking care of them? Yeah. Let's not forget that part. Right. Did you, what, what was the com? Well, you have to go to 1115. I'm going to ask you the meaning of life. Maybe we'll get back to parents. Okay. <laughs> That's part of it. That's part of it. What do you mean? That's part of the meaning of life. Is the family gra- the, and- Well, I, I, I think gratitude. Mm. If, we, if we practice that, right? If we actually were grateful for the stuff that we have. Yeah. Meaning our parents, our family, our stuff, and showed gratitude and, and lived it. Right. And gave back to the community and gave. And, and right. That's what Val says when I go home. She goes, you're visiting the factory. Yeah. And she knows I love myself. So yeah. So she's like, these people made you. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, man. And <laughs> she's funny. right. That I never heard it put that way. Yeah. It's true. But you're saying gratitude and feeling it and appreciating. Yeah. Yeah, gratitude, I think, and empathy, is, it's all tied together, isn't it? I believe so. I've heard when you have gratitude, you can't feel fear. Like, it pushes fear away. Uh, when yes. I get on a plane, the first thing I think is, I'm grateful the last one didn't crash. <laughs> I used to think, I hope this one doesn't crash. Now I go, I'm grateful the last yes. one didn't crash. Because when's the last time you thought about that? Listen, we could be killed at any moment. We're all on planes. You We're know, in I, these planes. I think now, you know, people are so afraid of nuclear war. I said, here's how it's going to happen. We're going to be sitting here, and we're going to go, what's that light? The end. <laughs> right? I wish everyone Why worry? could see the childlike smile on your face. <laughs> you look like the neighbor boy just said, my mom has ice cream. <laughs> like, you're pleased. You're pleased. And I love that. That is the smile at the joke of all of this. Yeah, yes. Right? Yes. Appreciating and laughing. Are good, uh, a good example. My father goes, am I going to tell you who it is? You can all surmise. I don't want to be arrested. Uh, I hate that guy. I wish somebody would kill that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, Dad, you're 92. Go out with, <laughs> go out with a bang. That's <laughs> hilarious. 
That's hilarious. You will be in the... Is it Annals of History? <laughs> he would, yes. Annals of History. That's amazing. So big, big light. What's that light? Then we're gone. One of the ways in... I'm looking... Were you raised religious uh, Jewish or just... Conservative and... It's only because their my parents' families were Orthodox. They rebelled against them by raising us conservative, conservative right. which was way too much for children. Yep. We rebelled by reform or less. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And so <laughs> it's true. Reform or less. Uh, another Woody Allen line. Mm. Uh, uh, we were married by a, a reformed rabbi, very reformed rabbi. A Nazi. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Well, his stand-up. Some people have been so... talk about a tangent. Yeah. And I know that now maybe there are issues where you can't listen to him anymore. I was just going to say. I know. I know. I didn't even occur to I me. I actually don't. I actually. Uh, I don't want to get into it. Anyway. Yeah. The stand-up years. Woody Allen's the stand-up years. Yeah. If you can stomach him as a human being. Right. Uh those comedy albums yeah. are and it's on one probably CD. yes the, yeah. probably the best recorded comedy material in right, history. right right all his great movies the of the 60s and, and 70s they all stem from there yeah 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 the jokes pound for pound the writing of these jokes yeah absolutely you know who loved woody allen or loves i don't know was uh, Kumail? I don't know if you know Kumail in the Big Sick. You see I have, everything. I have uh, met him. We, yeah. we, we. I love him. He's amazing. Ray is in his movie. Yep, that's uh, right. Of course. So he's he's just he's one of my best friends. He is. And when, yeah, we've been friends for over a decade. Well, you should come to movie night with him. What's that? Sunday nights we have movie night. In my really? House. Yeah, I'm coming. Come on. I, I'm We're friends now, right? Night. Yes, yeah. of course. Okay. That's what this podcast is. It's a thinly availed attempt to make, to friends. make friends with people I admire. That's nice. Yes, it is. And you're fun. I am. I never have this much fun. That's not oh. true. I try to all the time, but you're helping me. That's nice. Um, <laughs> you're so sweet, too. I don't, I don't. You break eye contact, look down, and go, that's <laughs> nice. That's so fun. Um, Kumail loved Woody Allen, and when he started doing stand-up, he had yeah. a lot more of those sort of absurd stories. You know, like the vodka ad with his rabbi. Oh, like great. Kumail I used to audition. You know, I was, a, I was a character actor in New York. Uh, when I yeah, I, I, I studied theater in New York yes. and in at Hofstra University, and I graduated with a degree that's good for nothing. And then I <laughs> I just started auditioning and stuff. And my audition monologue, if I needed a comic monologue, was the moose story. No way! Yeah. What fun! <laughs> and it killed. Always. I and mean, people it, uh, were yes. like, "What is this from?" Yeah, it's a it's a, just that's a monologue. Of a, it's just telling a story. It's just a funny story, a perfectly constructed yeah. funny story. Yeah. Go. It's yours to mess up. I think. Yeah. Go. Well, you have you to do say, Go I'm, buy this album. Go get the stand-up years yeah. if you're into comedy. Yeah. You have to hear this material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not really done that way anymore. Looking into the soul of the student next to me. That's like it. You no, see these it. are genius lines. Yeah, yeah. You realize that this is was an extraordinary, extraordinary talent. Right. Um, speaking of Woody Allen. Yeah. I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens. Right. A man obsessed with death. Yes. One of the ways into spirit. We're talking about being super reformed. Um, a Nazi. Do you want to live? Do you want to live on in the memories of your fan? No, I want to live on in my apartment. That's very funny. <laughs> Is that also him? Yeah. What do you think? What do you make of the end? Do you think we're in a loop? Are we going to keep going around? Do you think there's some sort of after thing? Do you think it lights out? 
It's a, it's a good way into the spirit. We're just trying okay. to get some sense I of... believe that this is it. This is it. And not only do you die, and then you don't continue... Uh, you don't continue on. It's just black. You don't... There's no memory of what happened. Either. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like it's healthy for me to think that way because if it isn't that way, I'll be pleasantly surprised. As you're, opposed you're to managing your expectations of, course, of the afterlife. That's all life is. Managing is managing your expectations. The only reason we get disappointed is because we expected something else. That's funny, but if you're disappointed, you won't know it because you'll be gone. I think I think it's like lights are on now, lights off. Interesting. There was no memory of the lights being on. There's no so Where were you in 1909? So, so all we that's have is what's happening right now. Right. Like you said, try to appreciate what's happening now. Right. So that's how I feel. And I'm very grateful for the memories that I have while I'm alive. Yeah. And because that's what makes them precious. I probably won't have these memories when I'm dead. Right. And I will not have mattered. It won't matter to me that I mattered. <laughs> right? It's crazy. Yeah. But we can't even... It's so crazy that we can't conceive it. We can't understand that when lights off, lights off means lights off. Mm. Nothing existed before lights off. Nothing existed it's after. It's completely gone. Totally gone. And you gone. take peace from that. Because there is no, a peace. There, I, there's a peace in no... Yes, I guess so. It leads you to... Enjoying the moment now. It's going to make. I your don't Chinese know what religion this is part of. I don't know if it's a philosophy, but it's my own belief, and it's what gets me through the day. Who turned the lights on? Right. And what are the lights? Right. Those are my follow-up questions. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know, and I don't care. I'm here now. It's not going to matter. Hmm. You can have your theory. That's fun to think about. Right. But that's all it is. This it's is something a, to think about. This is a roomy poem. It's like we're in the garden of life or something like I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And you can eat the fruit or you can – I'm very, very paraphrasing. Paraphrasing very hard. Or you can philosophize why the fruit is here or you yes. can just eat the fruit. Uh, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Right. How did I get on the ride? I don't know. Right. I may never know. The ride's going to end. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. That's it. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but no fear of a wrathful God. Why? Why Why think that? <laughs> why? Well, you see, I was raised yeah. uh, Christian. Yeah. So we were like, look out. Yeah. Lo- God is love, and that love wants to kick the shit out of you. So you seem free of that. I used to see Bible stories, Jewish Bible stories, that for children, right? And the first thing you read is the story of Abraham. And God said to Abraham, go get your son and kill him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you're a little kid. You're reading this. You're going, what? The character of God seems like a major asshole in this story. Yeah. And right before he kills him, Angel said, God was just kidding. Right. Don't care. He was testing you. Right. That is the cruelest, when you think about it. Yeah. The cruelest thing you could possibly you do, do that to a in person. A writer's room. <laughs> that you wouldn't, that's, that's inappropriate. Not, it seems not funny to me. It, it's not funny. God, you're not funny with your little joke. Right. I almost killed my kid because you demanded it of me, and I loved you so much that right. I was actually going to do it. Why would you do that to this to this sweet man yeah. who loved you so much that he would kill his child? Right. What is this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we teaching? Right. And so from that moment, I swear to God, I had this feeling that I'm not crazy about this character. Yeah, interesting. And now going to temple going to synagogue 
when you literally read the words, everything is praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. In any religion, praise God, praise God, you are the best, you are the greatest, you are the... the, the. Yeah. I'm like, if he's God, he really needs us to say all this? Mm. That's interesting. To that, I would say, is it for God or is it for us? Right. It's like gratitude. Exactly. It's like, I'm glad but the I, last one didn't crash. But I think you can be grateful, and maybe this is my atheist uh, but you're result yeah. that's... Mm-hmm. that's showing through I mean I'm deeply Jewish I feel because of my character and mm-hmm. my tradition and my family mm-hmm. but these are traditions not necessarily religion right mm-hmm. the religious part of me I think I'm spiritual without the need for that I mm-hmm. guess that's the definition of an atheist but mm-hmm. maybe that's where I am at this age no I understand because when you when you're in church and you're having those feelings, yeah. they seem anti-church, but they're not necessarily anti-spirit. What I'm saying is you can be grateful without thinking of God. There you go. Why can't you be grateful just because? Absolutely. I don't know how I got on the ride. I'm enjoying the ride. Right. I love the ride. I want you to have the ride. Right. I want you to have – I share the ride with you. Right. I share the ride with someone who never gets a ride. <laughs> yes. Come on the ride with me. Right. But that's what Jesus says. He's in great guy. The, the great guy, Jesus. I believe I the golden think, rule is said in response to the question, "What is the summation of the he, law?" It, it, These it, were Jews talking about Judaism. If he existed, right, and the, all there's a lot of evidence that he really actually, did exist. Right, not that much. No, yeah, there's a good, there's a good amount. It there's is a, the greatest story ever told for a reason. <laughs> but even if he never performed a miracle. Just these sayings, these writings, right. these things. Beautiful. Nice. Why right. not? Yes, I believe. Yes. Right. But a guy in the street can tell me something that I'll carry with me the rest of my life, too. Right. Right, right, right. What I should say is I'm not an expert on how, I'm not. Th- on, on how much evidence there is. Ex- I'm not. Extra biblical evidence. I'm not at all. But, why, why, but a lot of, so many people believe in it yeah. and believe in him and believe that he did exist. Who am I to say? Right. Of course. I think also what I'm hearing and is And anyway, what I'm reading point? about him is yeah. seems like a great guy. And what's the point? Yes, you and there are great I mean? rabbis and there are great Buddhist monks and there's great everybody. I'll give you a fun Jewish tip. Yes. Jewish fun fact. Yes. That Don't when, say tip. Tip. Uh, I'll give you some I'll give you some schmuck. Isn't that what a schmuck is? I don't know. What time is it? The oh my mo- God, I got to get going. The soon. moil cuts off the schmuck. Yes, right. The schmuck is the discarded part of the foreskin. Right. How am I telling you this? I'm okay. Dis- I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm doing a bit. I don't really care. Oh. <laughs> um, when asked by Jews how to enter the kingdom of heaven, Jesus always said to Jewish people to follow the law. Like he was always he was steering. Jewish. That's what I'm saying. But what's forgotten in yeah. all the gospels is, yes, there's more of the story. But when asked by Jewish people, he always pointed them back to the law. So it's not like it's not as an, it's not like this anti-Jewish guy being right. like everything you thought was stupid. Yeah. He's trying, if yeah. I may, yeah. to transcend saying God you are the greatest in church and just realizing you're on the ride and relaxing into it, into that flow, into that divinity. That's why I see So he was God a, in an enjoy the ride guy. He was an enjoy the ride guy. That's right. Absolutely. Nice. I really really think so. Rob Bell got to quote him at least once a podcast. He's a spiritual teacher. Yes. Uh, from my tradition, and he said, I, I think Jesus would be appalled that there's a religion made after him. It just, it just wasn't what he was about. To quote Woody again, yeah. in Hannah and Her Sisters, Max von Sydow says he was watching uh, televangelists on television. Yeah. If Jesus Christ came back today and saw what was being done in his name, he would never stop throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
That's it. He was trying to empower you, Phil. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Us. Yes. Not like, let's get together and talk about how great I am. And yes. I believe that firmly. <laughs> you have to go in 10 minutes? I could go at any moment. <laughs> we all could. You're feeling good. I feel great. Let me ask you this, and then we'll get you to your next thing. Um, let me just look at my notes and make sure I'm not missing anything that would be essential. I could come back. You sure could, and we can just talk as friends. Um, I did want to say, have you seen, um, what is Nick Kroll's cartoon called? Haven't seen it yet. I love him. It's called is it Big, Mouth? Yeah. Big Mouth. Oh, my God, he's funny. Him and John Mulaney, that show, saw it on Broadway. Holy oh, cow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Were you funny? the guest? No, no. I'm not. I went and I wasn't the guest, too. We're in a special club of people that were like, hey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't mean to impose that on you. I'm not. Uh, uh, why would they, they don't know me. Because you're the ex- 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 producer of one of the most cares. popular shows of all time. Nobody cares. Of all time. Nice. Anyway, um, Big Mouth is like Raymond. This is kind of going back to your writing advice in that if you introduce the premise of puberty. Yeah. I just told this to Kroll. Yeah. I was like, you've done it. You made a show about something. Right. A cartoon right. that hadn't been done. I, yeah. I thought that it had all been done. Yeah. And a f- subject as ripe as when you bring up what was weird about puberty, everyone wants to tell you their fruit of the month. Yeah. You understand? Of course. Like everyone goes like, I yeah. did that weird thing. That's yes, right. So he's really rung the bell That's on this right. one. It's amazing. That's right. You're going to love it. Great. We end by asking, because we get heavy with the God stuff sometimes, um, can you think of the time you laughed the hardest in your life? Like one of them. Yeah. I saw- uh, He knows. I saw a, a, a guy- took me and his son I was friends with his son in I was a 12-year-old boy maybe 13 there was a movie playing at the local movie theater and it was just a compilation of 10 sketches from your show of shows it was called 10 from your show of shows mm-hmm. maybe you can see this online maybe but it's 10 of the greatest sketches from Sid Caesar and you know the writers on that show right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mel Brooks Woody Allen Carl Reiner uh, uh, Larry Gelbart, all the greats, all worked on this one Saturday Night Live mm. show. Mm-hmm. And it was the original Saturday Night Live. It was the Sid Caesar, your show of shows, it was called, in the 50s. This was 10 sketches from your show of shows. They did a sketch in that show called This Is Your Story, which was a take on This Is Your Life. Mm-hmm. And that sketch... I think it's widely recognized among many people in comedy oh, I've seen it. I'm never as the funniest yeah. sketch ever yeah. made. Yeah. So that's all I want to say about it because I would love your listeners to go and find it yeah, yeah, online. Yeah. This is your story from 10 from your show of shows. But I literally fell off the chair <laughs> laughing. The next time I laughed that hard was in Borat. Yes, yeah, so with the wiener. With the wrestling scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a work of genius. Yeah. And those are, that's the hardest. I've, I laughed also very hard at the uh, South Park musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Uncle Fucker. Oh, that. Yeah. That killed me. And then the Broadway show. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon killed me. Book of Mormon me. kills me. Killed me. Seen it twice. Kills me both times. Yes. There's a, there's Was a, offended both times. Well, you know a, that, that good... There's a song in that show yeah. that's the most shocking. That's like you, you would only expect to hear that in the writer's that's room. That's what I'm and saying. And here it We're is on Broadway. Circle. We're a yes. full circle. They're yes. doing something yes. that's the perfect example yes. of what you would do in exactly a writer's right. room. Exactly right. They know, you know, how wrong this is. That's it. And that is the joke. You're included in yes. this like weird gated that's area. Right. And where they you're found like, a way to do it. Part of the... It's, 
But by the way, people were offended. Yeah. I was in the theater with them. Yeah. I was in the theater no, with, oh, Regis Philbin was sitting in front of me. I can't believe this. Yes. And at intermission, he goes, why, why is this funny? No. Yeah. Dish. Yeah. Hot dish. But it's okay. He's, he's allowed. Phil, you brought a covered dish to this. Yes. <laughs> Show turned gay all of a sudden. <laughs> I well, this was amazing. Do you feel satisfied? I feel gay <laughs> in the in the in both ways. Yeah. Uh, uh, will you tell us the name of your show again? It's called Somebody Feed Phil. I love that title because it's it's like uh, you forgot uh, you forgot the dog for a minute. Somebody feed Phil, <laughs> right? And we're gonna watch Somebody Feed Phil Netflix, and we're gonna um, yeah, just appreciate that you came on. <laughs> Thank you. Would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end. The guest says keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> you just did it, and I love it. Should I say it another way? No, yeah, you did it perfectly. Keep it crispy. <laughs> you precocious man. <laughs> Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com.